Hello everyone and welcome to the Thriving Dry Eye Podcast. I am your host, Laura. I suffered a chemical eye injury resulting in dry eye and I created this platform to give hope to those with dry eye. I will talk to amazing people who will tell their dry eye stories and spotlight health professionals who will promote wellness of the mind and body. This podcast is for you to give hope to those with dry eye. As a disclaimer, this podcast contains general information about dry eye and other medical conditions and is for educational purposes and inspiration only. Thriving Dry Eye LLC is not responsible or liable for the accuracy of information contained in this podcast. The information contained in this episode is the personal views of the hosts and guests respectively. This podcast is not meant to replace the advice of your healthcare provider and is not intended to prescribe, prevent, treat, or diagnose disease. Listeners acknowledge that the information contained does not constitute professional advice from the host or guest speaker. By listening to this podcast, you assume all risks. everyone. Thank you for being here and tuning in to the second part of Karen's story. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrated. I am so very thankful for all of my guests in the past and the guests that will be coming in the future and for all of my listeners. You are the reason I keep doing this and I truly hope that you're able to find healing on your dry eye journey. I love Black Friday, and I love to stock up on things that I need for the family and Christmas presents and some other things just specifically for me. So I am going to give a discount on my healing meditation. So instead of $33 for Black Friday, it will be $22. The sale will run. From the moment this episode airs until Cyber Monday, which is Monday, November 27th. So you have all that time to be able to purchase the healing meditation for MGD. To purchase that meditation, you can go to thrivingdryeye.com and click on store. I hope that that is able to push you forward on your healing journey. Thanks for listening. Laura, I would get up and just not get off of the couch. I I would spend all day in my pajamas. Just, I had no desire to do anything. I had to push Mm -hmm. myself to do anything. Fortunately, I'm in a business, which is crazy right now, slow. I'm a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So it's the perfect time for me right now to be, (laughs) because nothing's moving. The rates are high. So I'm very fortunate that I have the freedom that I do. And I've learned with real estate that you always never, you can't ever bank that money. You never, cause some days you eat the peanuts and sometimes you eat the shells. Yeah. It's just a crazy <laughs> business. I, I have alternate income, so I'm not dependent on it. In fact, real estate is one thing that does 
give me energy because it allows me to be creative. Yeah. And it allows me to, it allows me to be fun. I like working with people. Some of the people that I have met in real estate have been friends my entire life and every deal is different and you're always learning and growing and meeting people. It's a very exciting business. It can be very stressful too, but I'm at a place now where I pretty much just work on referral. So because again, your podcast, and this goes for, I think everybody in the world uh, and Google it, Google this stress is the number one killer. Stress is the number one killer. And from the last I heard, and I, it was even like on a John Tesh, you know, talk show, I think (laughs) uh, the, the three top stressors are death, divorce, a job change and a move Hmm. like moving. Like those are, I said three, but there's four. (laughs) So anyway, I try stress. I'm very, I'm very sensitive. And when I get stressed, I have so much anxiety and I get exhausted. Uh, Oh, that's another menopause thing. Anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize I started to go, I started to have, I've had anxiety since uh, 2000, oh, since my period stopped. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow. I just noticed I was having, yeah, I was having palpitations mm-hmm. and just getting anxious. And I just didn't put two and two together, you know, so I'm on diazepam as, ne- you know, as needed and it does help, but I've noticed too, I can feel my anxiety levels just calming a little bit already with that hormone that's another heart palpitations anxiety waking up in the middle of the night i mean mm. wake up in the middle of the night around 3 a.m every day and i thought hmm let's see karen did you drink too much because i know sometimes you have too much alcohol that'll make you not sleep right I'm like yeah. no like whether i drank or i didn't drink i'm waking up at 3 a.m menopause menopause and wow. I, it's i just and i just spoke with a, a girl a girlfriend of mine who's my age we went to school together and she was telling me, she's like, yeah, I wake up every night. At, and I go, let me guess, around 3 a.m. How did you know? I said, <laughs> because you're the same age as me. And I believe that it's menopause. And I told her about the book and she ordered it. So uh, the last time I spoke with her, she hadn't had the time to uh, read it yet. But I'm hoping that it, it helps her. But it's just, um, yeah, we weren't, I was never educated. and. My mother never talked about it. Mm-hmm. My mom was the best mom in the whole wide world, but she never talked about those kind of things. Yeah, um, it's a di- just a different generation. I think that people in general, and especially women, we well, got to talk about things. Otherwise, if you don't put everything out on the table and figure things out, you're just going to continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. How are you going to heal? And yeah. if you share your problems with somebody else, you've got a better chance. You know, I'm grateful for the in- internet. I'm, right. I'm grateful. I mean, I've got the whole world at my finger. I can Google things. Every body, their body is different. You mm-hmm. can't herd people like animals. We all respond to things differently. And this is why you just have to keep, you have to take your own, you have to be in tune with your body. And listen to it and respect it and respect what you feel and not allow a doctor to intimidate you 
to believe that it's not like what you're feeling isn't accurate Mm -hmm. because only you know how you feel. And so if there's anything I've learned in life, just from when I was younger to now, I'm very, very, I don't want to say outspoken, but when I do go to the doctor, I don't hold back. And if they can't listen and help me and treat me with dignity and respect and try to help me, then I will find another doctor. Yeah. Do not dismiss me. Do not be condescending. So I think people need to know that too, uh, as they try to heal themselves, whether it be their eyes or their hormones or whatever it is, make sure that you trust your doctor and that your doctor has respect for you and um, that they genuinely care. Because um, I think that a lot of people have been through that experience and you spoke of it in your podcast. And I, and trust me, I've had a similar experience more than once. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's very, um, it's very defeating. Yeah. And when you feel defeated like that and you're sick and you're vulnerable and you lose yourself, like you said, you don't have the strength to take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, so and and so I've become like this. I am that person when somebody I care about is sick, I become their advocate. It's just I go like not crazy, but I'm I won't take no for an answer. My my brother passed away this year. Mm. And um I was at that hospital every single day and you know, I challenged that doctor and again, I mean they were actually doing a very good job, but at the end, when he told me that he was dying and uh, I, I went to the nurse's station and I said, uh, my brother said he's dying. I said, he's in pain. Where's his doctor? Well, the doctor had just been in the him an hour before I got there and he was fine. Well, he was waiting for me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I said, how soon are you going to get him his morphine? And she said, well, I have to, well, I'll go, where's, where's the farm? I will go get it. And I said, how long will it be? I said, okay. And if it's not, I said, I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to come and I'm going to get you because my brother is in pain. And, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm like, I will risk getting thrown out of the hospital because right. I can't, I cannot bear to see anybody suffer needlessly when they're so, um, I don't know. I'm glad that you have your husband and I have my husband that I know would be our advocates if needed to be. Yeah. So again, that's another thing people need to be aware of when you don't feel well, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah. to I think um, that take care of yourself. That is a really great point that you say, like, if you, if, yeah, thinking back, like, man, if I just would have like been more honest and I, I wasn't at that time, I wasn't super honest with my husband or even my family or friends. Like if I, if I had that, cause I, I was carrying a lot of guilt from what had happened. So, you know, being able to establish that before something happens, like, okay, we need to really rely on each other. We really need to advocate for each other. We need to be there for each other. You know, if you can, if you can establish that maybe ahead of time, then you already have that support system and you have that person to be there for you, even when you can't be there for yourself. Yeah. That's a great point. I had a very, I had a very strong female figure in my life when I was late twenties. And she told me, don't you 
ever feel guilty about anything. Just guilt, it's a waste of emotion. And those words always stuck in my head. Guilt, it just does nothing for you. And everybody makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Just get over it. Just get over it. And it's like, you know, and I mean, we all do it. But then you just, you got to snap out of it. Just, yeah. It just don't get caught up in it. And I think the words that resonate for me the most, though, and the way I raised my children, I tell, I just tell them, believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself. I don't care. I had post, I, you know, I'm, I'm this is my second husband. My <laughs> first husband, I was not the woman that I am today. I had, no self-esteem and I had no Mm self-confidence and I married somebody I really even wasn't in love with. I settled when I was going through my divorce. I didn't, I didn't blame him. I blamed myself for picking him. And I said, Karen, you need to fix your picker. So I found some, I went to the self-help section of a bookstore, which now are non-existent. There are no bookstores (laughs) anymore, maybe a couple here and there, but you know, it was a uh, books a million or, you know, Barnes and Nobles, whatever bookstore it was. And there was a self-help section. And I found this book that called out to me. And I think it said to write down things that people have said to you that's positive about yourself and that you knew that they weren't, that these were just true statements. And so I did, I wrote down, I just thought of people in my life and things, they, you know, compliments I've been paid and my, my, what my strengths were. Mm-hmm. And I had posted these things throughout the house, on the refrigerator, on the mirror, and also just believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And so it's sort of like, I guess I brainwashed myself into being a confident, strong, I was always strong. I was always mm-hmm. strong, just not confident. And I lacked self-esteem, but let me tell you something. The second time around, this girl was not settling. I knew my worth. Yeah. And I knew it was going to take one heck of a man to win my heart. And I'm so glad I did that. And in fact, my first marriage happened because I would have never moved to the location. I lived in South Florida and it was my ex-husband that wanted to move to Jupiter, Florida. And that's how I met my current husband. Yeah. Um, and it was after the divorce. I wasn't, a, I wasn't cheating on him, but <laughs> I would never had been there because, right. because my mother was, you, you know, so looking back, I had to go through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though it was, you know, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, you know, you have your own story and, and it just resonates. And I, I think it resonates with a lot of people. You look back at your life and you've been through some horrible times and then you think, but if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Mm-hmm. So, and the older I get, when something, when something like not so great happens, I do stop and I think, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? You yeah. know, where, where's my lesson? What am I going to learn from this? And sometimes it takes longer to figure out than, than others, but um, ultimately it's revealed what the lesson is and you just keep on moving forward and living a, a better, more fulfilled life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that, Karen. Oh, 
You have such a great story and I know. all the information that you've given is so wonderful. I was so excited to talk to you because I knew that this is going to be so powerful for so many women. Like the the validation, the information about the book and the hormone replacement therapy. I feel like a lot of women have questions about that and so I think I think that's really I mean the app, all the stuff that you've talked about. I think is so so powerful. I think it's going to help so many people. I agree and I hope so. It's helped me. I am grateful. I am grateful to the universe that my doctor was able to refer me to a wonderful doctor for the hormone replacement therapy and my gut knew I just knew it's what I needed. Yeah. It's life-changing. And again, everybody is different. If if a woman does feel that she needs it, she needs to speak with her doctor mm-hmm. uh, to determine if that's the best course of action. But I, I honestly could not believe the difference it made in my eyes, and not to mention the rest of me. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, I could not open. I couldn't open my eyes. I couldn't open my eyes to get up to go to the bathroom, and especially when I was trying to assist my my friend who was in stage yeah. cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it was, it was just awful. And then within a week, within a week of those pellets, you know, I, it was, it was different. So yeah, life changing and it needs to get out there. It's all about and, awareness. Mm-hmm. And I know you had kind of mentioned, I think we kind of had a little, I kind of interrupted you, but you also had mentioned that the hormone replacement therapy is not covered by insurance. Is that correct? That is correct. My insurance covered my blood work, Mm -hmm. but my insurance did not cover. Listen, they won't even, they don't even try Yeah, because insurance won't cover it. They charge you for the injection. I think the injection was like $200 around there and then so much for the pellets. So I had four pellets. It was right around $420 for so the whole it thing. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. $420. So I, was... I, well, especially if I'm only having to do it three or four times a year. Yeah. So also when you receive the estrogen, the estradiol, you go on progesterone. And it's, uh, you get it at a compound pharmacy because without that, then you could get, uh, if you're just on estradiol without the progesterone, you can get like, um, I don't know if it's cancer or just like uterine bleeding, but you're, anyway, if you're on estrogen, you're supposed to take progesterone. Mm -hmm. So, but that's a pill. Okay. And that was $135. For sorry, I bought that was one hundred and thirty-five dollars for a three-month supply. That's not bad at all. I think it's very reasonable. Yeah. No. Especially how you're saying how. Yeah. How I mean, just how quickly you got better and how it's made such a big impact. I mean, people spend that money on eye drops. You know, like I feel like. I mean, eye drops are so yeah. expensive right now. Everything's so expensive. But if you're actually putting money yes. forth, forth your own money for something that is can really make a huge difference, 
that's priceless, really. Right. And if you read, if somebody invests in the book, well, where's my book now? Oh, <laughs> The Secret Female Hormone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you invest in the book, it will explain what happens during menopause, the loss of your muscle mass, um, your dry skin, your sagging skin, hair loss, your dry and brittle nails. This is just not common aging. This is because you have lost your women. We have testosterone when we're young. We have testosterone. We have estrogen. We have all these wonderful, glorious things Mm -hmm. until we are no longer able to bear children. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. But when it goes, now your sex drive for me was gone, which I never thought in a million years that would happen. Uh, So (laughs) it's, 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 it's back though. It's back. Good. Good. Um, And just my whole, but I mean, it was like, I lost everything. I lost everything fun. I really Mm -hmm. did. I mean, my, my hair was falling out. Um, my skin's dry. I mean, just sagging. And so now I feel better already. And I'm so optimistic for the future. I already have more energy. And in the book, it also describes because you feel better about you, because you just feel better, you're going to be more active. So a, a lot of people lose weight, yeah. uh, which I could stand to lose a few pounds. So I haven't been this optimistic about the future in, in a long time because it's been years. It's just been a gradual decline that you just don't really, you just think, Oh, I'm just getting older. And also I have um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, it's my thyroid. Cause with my thyroid, I have good days and bad days. Yeah. So I would just blame it on my thyroid, you know? And I just didn't, I didn't realize it till after two years of being on a vaginal cream, prescription cream, it hadn't done anything. Yeah. And I went, wait a minute. I must need something there. There's got to be something better. And I'm very tenacious and relentless. And like, I will, I will find the answers somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. And fortunately they were very, they were actually pretty easy to find. So, and I was just, I thought, Oh, I'll never find an HRT doctor, you know, here. And I did, it was just, it was meant to be, it was just meant to be. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm just so, so grateful. So I try not to I try not to get caught up in what I don't have, which I still don't have my eyes back the way they were. Yeah. But I'm so much better than I was. And I refuse to believe that there is no cure because uh, they said, oh, there's no cure for dry eye. Maybe I'll always have dry eye, but I think that with the proper tools that they can be managed successfully. Yeah. Uh, like today I had a pretty good day and yesterday I had a pretty good day. And I see every day I, I think I'm getting better. Um, so that's amazing. I loved, I loved looking at your update. I mean, I saw your original post and I reached out to you kind of quickly after that. And then I saw you post your update and I was like, oh, this is so amazing. Like it happened so fast, you know? And and that, that doesn't, I like you said, your, your journey was short compared to others, but I think that that's powerful in that there, there is this opportunity for a change to happen and you, you may not see it coming. You may not know the answers, but when you find it, it, it can be really powerful. Yes. And also, and the book 
talks about it, OBGYNs are not trained about hormone replacement therapy, which is very odd to me. Because had it had been mentioned to me by my OBGYN, I would have been on this stuff a couple of years ago. Wow. The only resource that was given to me, yes. So the only resource was this estradiol cream, which did nothing. Nothing. It did nothing for me. Mm -hmm. My body just did not want to absorb it for whatever reason. Maybe it works for some people. I don't know. But then again, that's just estrogen. It's not testosterone. We need the testosterone. So I was kind of, I wasn't angry, but I just thought, how come the OBGYN didn't say, hey, you might be a good candidate for HRT replacement. Have you heard of it? Because I would have done this a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's something wrong. And then and it talks about it in the book. They're just not that, they're not educated with it. They're not familiar with it. I don't know how new it is, but I, based on my experience, women need to know about it. And even this, uh, the same doctor, Kathy Mothin, she also wrote, uh, a testosterone book for men. Mm. So I guess that men have symptoms too. Yeah. Um, that they might, they might need testosterone replacement. Then I realized somebody told me that HRT is more commonly known for people who are undergoing, I guess, sex changes, hmm. which I didn't realize, yeah. but okay. that would make sense. That yes. would make, yes, that would make sense. But I didn't even think of that. But I thought, well, yeah, because if you're, you know, a man and, and, you know, you want to be a woman and you want to grow breasts, then, oh yeah, I think I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't that realize, I think it's. It may be, it may be the same kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. All I know, mine is pellet therapy, bioidentical. So your body absorbs it. And the doctor told me that it's the best way to get it into your system. You can go to the store. I've seen it at Costco. They've got all this stuff in the bottle, estrogen, progesterone. I would not waste my money on it personally Mm -hmm. because it has to go through your digestive system. No, and it's not going to be absorbed. Um, yeah. So, so this is this is my journey. If it helps somebody, I know it will help somebody because yeah, I wouldn't do sure. this. I am not the. This is my first podcast. This is my <laughs> first podcast. Um, and I just said, you know, Karen, you you have been through something, and it was very exciting, mm-hmm. and it does need to be shared, and hopefully bring about healing because your health is more important than anything in the world because I don't care. I I just had, I've lost a lot of people this year. Another girlfriend of mine who's multimillionaire, she passed away October 10th, all the money in the world. And she had ovarian cancer. Oh my gosh. Um, She was healthy otherwise. And, and, and here's another thing. There was no family history with her. Hmm. It's, it makes me think, the years of makeup food, you right. know, when, when you have no family history and you get cancer and you're, and you're exercising and you're eating a fairly healthy diet. And then, I mean, she was older, but still, um, what, what, what triggers it? these cancers? I mean, nope, nobody knows for sure. I think, I think stress is a huge trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, stress will, tri- uh, that's my personal opinion. But it could be a lot of things. Uh, but I've, I've heard of people never smoking and they get lung cancer. So uh, anyway, all her money in the world, 
She couldn't buy her health. No. And so I will spend the money on my HRT therapy (laughs) to have the quality of life. Because if you get up and you feel like garbage every day, that's just no life. So money, money cannot buy health. Mm -mm. It can't buy health. No. Well, Karen, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask you the last question. So how has your life improved as a result of dry eye? My life has improved as a result of dry eye, mainly because I don't take my eyes for granted anymore. And now I'm making healthier choices and that affect not only myself, but my family. Mm-hmm. And that is very empowering. And the dry eye just makes me feel grateful that they are feeling better. Again, not to take my health for granted. So this happened. And, and also it, it taught me that it, it taught me what dry eye really is and how life changing it can be that I have more of a respect for it. Mm-hmm. So now if somebody says they have dry eye, I mean, I'm very empathetic anyway but I'm going to be even more empathetic and understanding. So yeah. So how it's helped me, I think it's just helped me grow. It's helped me grow as a person, mature and to live a healthier life. That's so wonderful. Well, Karen, I really appreciate you talking to me and oh, thank you so much for this great information. I know that this is going to help so many people and I I hope that you do another podcast at some point because you've been a wonderful guest. Well, thank you. And if I, uh, well, we'll stay in touch. I, I love your energy. I love your story. I was hoping that you lived in Florida. <laughs> I thought we could be friends. Um, so yeah, I will definitely, I will definitely keep you posted. This podcast is actually, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. And I hope somebody does take something, if they can take one thing from it that helps to heal them, it's worth it. And, For sure. And I'm glad that you are doing this to share information. I, and, and, um, and I'm excited to share it. I'm going to have to send it to my friend. She's in California. And she listens to podcasts all the time because she came to visit me last year, year before. And I said, you know, Melanie, what kind of music do you like? What kind of music do you listen to? Well, I just mainly listen to podcasts. I said, well, that's your problem. I said, you need to lighten up. I said, you need to lighten up and listen to some music, you know? So anyway, I'm going to, I have to, I'm going to joke with her now. Like, I'm like, now I made a podcast. You have to listen to my podcast. So exactly. It's, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Good. Um, And I'm glad that you're doing better. Yes. uh, Yes. You're very welcome. And yes, I am. I was thinking about that. What you just said that like some days you're, you know, you, you do believe in healing and that there are days where you don't have to worry about things as much. And I was just thinking about that the other day, like in the morning, waking up and being like, you know, I didn't really have to do anything for my eyes. Like there wasn't anything in particular that I did different. And like, I wasn't taking this pill for the purpose of my eyes or I wasn't, I, I have not really ever used drops. So I don't do that. But, you know, I didn't have to do the hot compress or this or that. And like, it just feels good to just, to just have it 
I don't know, just let it be the way it is, you know? So there, I, I do believe that there is healing and I just, I hope through this platform that I, I can help other people find healing too. So, but thank you. I appreciate your time so much. I, and I appreciate you reaching out to me. Do you get feedback from people? Like, do you hear, do people like email you or message you and say, Hey, I saw your podcast and it really helped me. Do you, do you ever get feedback? You know, sometimes I do. I feel like I, I don't get a ton right now. Occasionally people will email or send me a message on Facebook, but you know, I, I think about myself and I listen to some podcasts and I never reach out. You know, I'm always like, Oh man, that helped me so much, but I don't, I don't ever email those podcast hosts or whatever, you know, like it's like, Oh, they're, they're in a world over there and I'm just over here listening to it. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like the norm to do that, but you know, yeah, if you have any feedback or suggestions, I feel like the best way is to email me. Or if you see me in one of these groups on Facebook, definitely, or, you know, the advertising, definitely reach out that way. I wanted to mention, this is actually a good time, but on Spotify, there is like a question and answer kind of thing. And if you leave a comment there, apparently I cannot respond to it. I I haven't figured this out. So if you leave a question or a comment on there and you don't hear a response from me, I'm sorry. I don't know how to get back to you at all. So definitely Facebook or Instagram or email is definitely the best way. But usually if someone asks about specific questions for you, Karen, then I will make the connection or I will ask like, hey, can I give them your information? If you want, you can, you mm-hmm. know, give your information. But I sometimes as a guest, I just like, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, then you don't have to put it out there for everyone in the world. So they can come through exactly. me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like if somebody is really serious, they will reach out through you. And if they need to, and if they reach out to you and they want to hear more from me, I'm happy to share. Perfect. That sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And we're doing this late at night on a Friday. Like we should be like out having a nice dinner or something. I guess it's actually bedtime. So we should be asleep. But (laughs) I appreciate your time. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a little late. I go to bed usually between 11 and 11.30. It's it's okay. But um, but yeah, my eyes are definitely starting to be a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. So, uh, exactly. But it's, 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 it's all good. It was very exciting. And I appreciate you having me as your guest. Yes. On your lovely podcast, your very informative podcast. And I, and I did really enjoy the podcast that you sent me. I, oh. I really did. Sharing your story was very inspiring, and I loved hearing your growth. Well, you know, thank you. It was, it was it was a hard it was a hard grow, and I'm just I remember raising I mean raising children. I mean it's it, that's hard enough, and then you had this to deal with, and I genuinely I was feeling for you. I thought, oh man, you know <laughs> it's it's a lot, but you know it just makes you stronger, right? It, and it like, does, and like you said, and now you can you use it. And you help yourself and you help others. Uh, I sometimes feel that when you are blessed 
with intelligence, perseverance, and strength. It's your duty and obligation to help others mm-hmm. because not everybody is as strong as we are. Yeah. Uh, and so when you when you are tenacious and you are that question, you know, uh, my brother always called me his ever questioning sister. <laughs> um, I. I just, I, I realized, and it wasn't until recently, I realized, you know, Karen, you, you're, you're, you're just different than a lot of people mm-hmm. be, because you, you, you will open your mouth. Some people just won't open their mouth. Yeah. I won't shut mine. So, <laughs> so, so, so I, so I, I am who I am for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I got that from your podcast that you are realizing that what happened to you took you away from your stress and let you to become a person and not just a person doing. I, mm-hmm. I just got that. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I, I remember being caught up in the rat race and just. I, I was so just stressed out all the time that I only knew one speed. And when you can live your life on your terms, mm-hmm. it's just, you will take the time to hold the door for someone. You will take the time to engage in a conversation with someone that needs it. Uh, you will put people uh, ahead of, mm-hmm. of things. You will be more considerate. Uh, when you realize that people are the most important thing, people are more important than, yeah, you know, I, than like, you know, any, like what's it, what, what is important in life? Yeah. Human lives, human lives. Definitely. And animal lives, you know, yeah, a- animal lives, human lives, but, uh, yeah, but whatever. I mean, you know, you do uh, uh, one last story. I promise. I know that yeah. so I work at the hospital. <laughs> It's a good one though because it changed my life forever. I wa- I was young. I walked and I accidentally knocked off something off of their tray table. I think it was one of those breathing exercisers. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was at the time, but I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just felt bad because I knocked something on the floor. I didn't know what it was. The family was there. This was a very sick patient. The family just looked me square in the eye. I guess it was his wife. I I really, but it was this woman, and she said. If you can replace it with money, don't worry about it. No one ever said that to me before. Yeah. No one ever said it to me again. Those words stuck in my head. Yeah, my my husband drops an antique dish. I'm like, oh well, you know, <laughs> it's just a dish. Yeah. You know, really, you know, so we we get attached to things. It's just stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff. People matter. Yeah. George Carlin did a big skit on stuff, but yeah. So again, it's people have to keep their priorities straight. Your health, your family. These are all important things. People are important. Yeah. Don't get caught up in the small stuff. There's books again. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. So you just keep going on your journey. You're on the right journey. I think I am too. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we can make a difference in, in other people's lives. You know, if not, we've made a difference in each other's life. 
Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to have fun with that app. No lie. <laughs> yes. 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 High five. And um, yes, you can feel free to message me. Uh, it, you're going to be obsessed with the app. Yeah. I. <laughs> you, you will be obsessed. So anyway, but, but if, so if you want to message me about the Yuka app, I would love to get a laugh out of that. It's, it's yes. a lot of fun. My husband will be like, come on, Laura, something else. Like we can't, we can't even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh, my, my husband has it too. And he uses it. He loves it. Oh, so he, he maybe that will be again, the thing to have it just to scan. I, I think you could bond as a family yeah. yes, over this app. <laughs> I love it. Well, I will keep you in the loop about that. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, Karen. Thank you. Thank you and have a good night. You too. Okay. I'm just stopping it. Woo. Thank you for listening to the Thriving Dry Eye Podcast. For more information, you can check us out and follow us on Instagram at Thriving Dry Eye. If you like what you heard and want to continue hearing more, please leave a review. If you have a dry eye story to tell, please contact us through the website at thrivingdryeye.com.